Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Now, James, big story yesterday. Now, you you are as qualified as anyone to talk about this from an athlete's point of view, the Peter Bowl story. Because the layman out there, the putters, we're scratching our heads going, well, huh? (laughs) How does this happen? How does it work? Like, I want you to take us right back. We're talking A, sample positive, B, sample negative. Can you take us all right now, if you will, into the cubicle? Yeah. Where the test starts? What is the process? And has it changed over the years? What you experienced in your elite career as an athlete, would it be exactly the same now, how it's how the testing is done? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm not that long retired, but the, the testing has always been the same. So basically, you open up a kit that, uh, and, you, and you see your kit, make sure it's never been used before. So everything's in sealed plastic containers. You've got a beaker. And then you've got two vials. The urine goes into the beaker. And then to make the, the A sample and the B sample, you just use that one, be- one beaker to pour into a vial A, which is your A sample, and vial B, which is your B sample. So they're not two different tests. It's not two different days. It's done in one, split in half, and off it goes. The same for the blood. They take your blood, put it in a vial. They then put half of it in a, an A sample, half in a B sample. It all gets packaged up, sealed, all done by the athlete. At no point does the tester touch any of this stuff. The athlete does it all to make sure sorry, that it can can't I, be contaminated. Sorry, you're the one who tips. Yep. You, you you do it. The yep. athlete does it. You do it. You, well. do all, you do all of it so that the drug tester never touches anything during the whole process to make sure that there's no tampering, nothing's contaminated. Uh, the athlete is con- in control of the whole process. The, the tester basically just witnesses everything and makes sure procedurally that everything flows the way it's supposed to. So the the fact that the fact that an A sample and a B sample can return different results it, it's almost has to be down to an interpretation of the readings by the person testing that sample because nothing can really happen between the the A sample and the B sample. It's not a different day, it's not it's not different conditions. It's not a different environment. They haven't been stored in different locations. Everything is done in unison. Mm. Well, okay. Now I'm going to jump ahead to yesterday. So have you got an explanation um, uh, like where this may land on the back of that? Because would there be people all around the world saying, well, hang on, told you, this can happen. Like the, the integrity of the test now are we just are we just going to move on from a human error in an isolated incident, or is there is there more problems at play here, James? What's your thoughts? Oh, I think it's very problematic, Vossi. I've personally only really heard of this once before. I, I don't know if you remember this. This is we could be going back twenty years here. Ian Thorpe returned a test that they were that they were suspect on. They said that the numbers didn't line up, and they thought it was a positive test. They went back, tested his B sample, and it was all fine. I think it was for something like raised testosterone levels or abnormally high testosterone levels. But then they compared it to his his prior tests and results, and they tested his B sample, and it was all fine. But 
the thing for Peter Bowl is his reputation for the past oh, yeah. six weeks, I think it's been, mm. has mm. been absolutely tarnished. So I think he's got a real case against uh, Sport Integrity Australia, but also WADA, the World Anti-Doping Authority. Well, also the release of the... Um of the result of the A of the A sample. This you is, know, is yeah. It not how, you know, where does it? How does it get out? How does the news get out? Should it not? Should should the um, sampling process, the testing process, not run its full course before anything reaches the public domain? This is what upsets me, Vossi. Is like I said, that A sample and the B sample right next to each other, sealed and packaged in the same box, sent off to the testers. Every time this happens, though. Someone's A sample test positive. It's released to the media. This person's reputation is just done from that from that point essentially. Mm. And they say we're going to test the B sample and see if the results, uh, you know, match the A sample. Why would you not go test the A sample? Oh, we've got a strange result here. Straight into test B sample. It's right next to the A sample. Why did they wait? This was wait. This waited weeks. I remember when it came out. They said we're not testing the B sample until February. In the meantime, Peter Bowles' life has just turned upside down. He's accused of being a drug cheat. His reputation will never fully recover from this because there'll be competitors of his, there'll be sponsors, there'll be uh, other athletes around the world who will be dodgy on this for the rest of his career. And in that meantime, he's just tarnished with that brush of being a drug cheat. Uh, if I was Peter Boll, I would be t- I'd be taking legal action. Yeah, well, well, I would too. So you're, you just say, simple fix, really, in terms of the testing. A sample, B sample, tested at the same time. Yeah. At the same time and get the result and just compare the two. Absolutely. Why, why have this this theatre almost um, between the two? Uh, Richard Ings, who no longer does interviews, but we have spoken to previously in the past, and he knows the subject inside out. Um, he made the point yesterday, the A sample gets released because it automatically triggers the athlete being suspended. So the athlete can't suddenly go missing while suspended without explanation. Now, just one little curly one before we move on to other things. Michael Gleeson, writing in the Sydney Morning Herald, said that 12 months earlier, a another urine test from Peter Bowl, test for EPO, led to con- uh, contradictory analysis by WADA-approved testing laboratories. It had happened before. One lab said the result of the test from 2021 was a minor positive EPO, only yep. for a second lab analysing the same A sample, say it was negative. Mm. Uh, is it, uh, again, how do the rest, how do the punters here get their head around this? Like, it's, what, it's uh, again, it is quite bizarre. But I, I say again, Vossi, if these results are inconclusive and they're talking about this behind mm. doors, it should stay exactly there behind closed doors. If he hasn't mm. been actively injecting himself with EPO and they can't prove that it shouldn't that that knowledge shouldn't be released to the public the guy probably has naturally higher levels or naturally elevated levels it's probably part of why he's such a talented athlete but if you're inconclusive or your tests don't prove that he has done anything shut the hell up and don't release that to the public because you're just tarnishing this poor guy's reputation Strong stuff, James Magnuson, uh, two-time world champion in uh, freestyle. Great to be uh, have uh, James on this morning with this story running. Uh, James now an established member of the SEN team. Struck a nerve this morning with our listeners' conversation. My co-host James Magnuson has led the charge. It comes on the back of the Peter Bowl um, revelation yesterday. B sample. Negative. Now, we will recap now, because a lot of people join us 
from the top of the hour. James, you've, you've been there, done that in terms of being an athlete. Okay, well, first I'll throw a real big question. How many times do you think you were tested in your life, James? Oh, probably in excess of 200 times. Okay, so you know the process well, and it yes. hasn't changed. So what I found fascinating this morning for our listeners who missed it, you, you talked to us first of all through the process of actually providing the sample. So can you yes. revisit that procedure first of all? Yeah, so the drug testers will turn up to your house, sometimes with a nurse in tow to take your blood, but essentially they'll come with a, a big bag. In that bag we'll have the testing kits. These are unopened, sealed, all in plastic. In that kit there'll be a beaker and then two vials. The beaker, you uh, put the urine in, and then you personally, as the athlete, separate that, uh, that beaker into the A and the B sample vials, seal it yourself, package it, and that goes away in, uh, in like a refrigerated container. The same happens for the blood. If you, if you give blood, then you separate that from the, the, uh, the beaker into the A sample and the B sample, again, packaged up with the urine, and off it goes to the testing kit. Before it's sent off, you seal it, you tape it, you do all the business so it can't be open. Um, Yourself. And it's, it's all you done do by it. the athlete. All the done athlete by the athlete. The, the, the tester doesn't touch any of it. So it can't be contaminated. So, there can't be complaints about the process. But on that basis, A and B sample could not possibly be different. I mean, look, I'll, I'll dumb it down. If I mixed a cordial yeah. you know, into a jug... Yeah, and I said, right, I'm going to put it in two vials, split it up. They're going to be the same. Yeah, it's essentially it like possibly be different. It's like cracking a, a bottle of Mount Franklin and pouring it into two separate glasses, <laughs> and then saying there's a different type of water in glass A to glass B. It's it's not possible. What a good sponsorship for their sponsorship plug for Mount Franklin. Are they on board with us for the locking them to a urine test. Fantastic. <laughs> but here we have it. So you as an athlete. When you provide that sample, you say, when will I get, do you ever, did you ever say, oh, so when will I get my result? How long will it take to test this A sample? What, what, what's the, is there a normal course of events? Does it take two weeks, one week, three weeks? How, how long to do the A sample? Yeah, it's, it's usually depends on if it's a SADA or a WADA. So a SADA based here in Sydney, they'll send it away to their lab, test it straight away. If it's WADA, they'll send it back overseas and test it overseas. So it, it can differ, wow. but the only time you ever hear from them would be if there was a, an issue with your sample, if there was an abnormality or anything like that. So I never heard back from them saying, like, we've tested and we've found this because I never had an issue. But my whole problem with the Peter Bowl situation is that they tested his A sample, came back with abnormalities, what they call a, a positive test, and then that's released to the media. It's, it's released to everyone and Peter Bowl's reputation is forever tarnished, regardless of what the B sample returns. I can understand why there's a gap between testing A sample and B sample if there's an abnormality in the A, and I can't understand why it's anybody's business other than the athlete if there was an abnormality in that A sample. Right, and and you are encouraging Peter Bolt to uh, sue their ass. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But can you understand, like, how you've explained that today? I, I had no idea that, I, I thought the testers were a bit more hands-on, so to speak, but no, it's the athlete. But, but I think it's a great question we're throwing out there. Listeners are buying into it. More text coming in now. The integrity of integrity units. And, and A to B sample, why the delay? Like, they can't, can you, can you come up in your own mind any possible reason as to why it takes so long between the two? 
The only well, thing I can think, Fossey, is there's some sort of backlog of work or tests that need to be done and that B sample gets put to the back of the line while they're testing other people's A samples. But surely it should be an absolute priority. Absolutely. It should be like the next day. I remember this, with, this, this person, this human, this athlete. With the Peter, the Peter Bowl case, I think it might have been early early January, late December where, where his test came out. Mm. And they said, uh, we'll be testing the B sample in February. So in the yeah. meantime, Peter Bowl can't train. He can't compete. Um, you can imagine the mental anguish he went through in that period because he's being mm. called left, right and center a, a drug cheat. His competitive, fellow competitors and fellow athletes will probably forever have questions over his integrity. And, and, and you, can't, you can't get that back after it's been released. No. Uh, Mud Sticks is a, a, a cliche. Look, John's uh, brought into the discussion, gents. I like the conversation around sample A and uh, sample B. But there feels to be a bias here because Peter Bowl and Shana Jack are Australian. We never whinge about the delay in samples and what similar misery athletes in other countries go through because we naturally assume their guilt. John, I th- I, look, I think there's a there's a bit of truth to that. That you know we hear of. Okay, let's put a a nationality a Chinese swimmer. Yeah. We, we straight away go to the guilt, don't be on the A sample. We're not saying, oh well, hang on, let's wait till the B. But I think here this is brought to a head, whether it's an Australian, an American, whatever that I think we are now entitled to ask the question why it takes so long when you can have this glaring abnormality that yeah. has yeah, caused such upheaval. But that, that's not a bad text. Um, and then we more broadly we're talking about integrity units. Like I think more transparency is needed now than ever before to explain processes on integrity investigations. James says, name all the people on integrity boards and question their integrity. Let them fight to prove their honesty and intelligence. That would be interesting, mm. going uh, to uh, to that degree. Yeah, well, it's it is interesting that we just talk about them in a broader sense as the integrity unit rather than individuals mm. and what their background is. Yes. It's uh, yeah, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors when it comes to these boards. Yeah, that's a good point because when we have, let's say, players go to the NRL judiciary, we'll say who the panel members are. Yeah, there's no dramas, and we, and and that gives it credibility. You hear, it oh, does. It's it X does. Yeah. Player, he played yeah. 16 tests, you know, 300 games. Yeah, that actually, oh, okay, fair enough. That's his, you know, that's how they've reached the decision. Yeah, um, the integrity unit via stealth. Uh, all interesting. 